Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, uh, we were joined by the man that co-wrote the 1982 song, this time... For uh, England, before they went off to the World yeah. Cup in Spain, it, it's had a bit of a resurgence. Gareth Southgate is quite keen on it and yeah. has been humming it. He's so, quite tickled, I think. Yeah, I think he was. Chris joined us to chat about that. John Ketley, weatherman, Burnley fan, joined us on the weather and Burnley and a bit of England. Um, <laughs> Never be anything else, is it, really? And we spoke to Hannah Meltz, who's a, a journalist based out in Paris, a Brit in Paris, talking about what life is like ahead of the big game against France at the weekend. We had a bit of a chat about various things, didn't we? Yeah, we did. And uh, you took us back to the golden days of cinema. I did. Here it all is. Hawksby and Jacobs Daily World Cup Podcast from TalkSport. TalkSport. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. I was reading about the Brazilian legend Adriana. I don't know if you saw this. Yeah, I remember him, yeah. He's reportedly split from his wife after just 24 days of yeah. marriage. Blimey, even Brian Clough and Liz Truss lasted longer than that. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't married, though, I'd like to point out. Brian Clough and Liz Truss. Oh, no, sorry. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't have lasted long anyway if they had been. You can take all your economic... Uh, policies yeah. and throw them all in the bin. <laughs> well, I think that was true, wasn't it? Really? Yeah. The Brazilian paper Extra Globo, I don't know if they're more important than Globo, yeah. reports the couple of I always separated... go for Extra Globo, <laughs> I don't know about you. <laughs> separated already. Global. I'd like to have Mike, uh, sorry, Alan Brazil talking about Global. Global. That would be good, yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, sorry, you were saying that. So you read that story and they've split up? Yes, they have. What, what, sad, what, what was it? it? They just grew tired of each other. I think they had an argument about him watching football. Really? <laughs> Boy, there were a lot of games well, she in had, the first I part mean, of the World Cup. She must have, and she'd married an ex-footballer, but that doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to like football. There are footballers that don't like football. That's very true. I mean, it's always a shock when you meet one. When a player says to you, oh, I've really watched the World Cup, I'm not really in I'm, I'm quite good at it, but I don't actually like it. It's a sort of anathema to us yeah, as fans, I, isn't it? Right? Well, we, we love it, so... Yeah. Well, I say, you, I'm not sure you all... Well, you found four games a day a bit, a bit, a bit much, didn't you? Was, Wait till the next World Cup, no, Andy. God. The 2028 World Cup. Uh, I think the word mm. is unwieldy. Um, I mean, it's going to be... 
I think it's 104 games that we're going to have. Yeah, in this something World like Cup. that. And uh, what I find fascinating is Arsene Wenger apparently now has moved away from the three game groups to the four grain group. Four the four game, grain groups. Four game groups, which oh, yeah. give you something like 104 matches or something ridiculous with a last 32 knockout section that you can't don't need whatsoever. And uh, can you imagine how many penalty shootouts? But can you imagine how Arsene Wenger would have reacted to any of this if when he was Arsenal manager? He's hmm. such a hypocrite. Yeah. Honestly, he would have gone, oh, it's too much football. The players are playing too much. Anything. Yeah. Come on. Really, yeah. honestly, so it's embarrassing. We're going to have 104 games. There's been 64 at this World Cup in Qatar. So 104 games in three countries. Hmm. Um, well, obviously, it's a vote winner. It means more and more teams get to play. The flip side of that, the devil's advocate argument, which Infantino uses, is that we're seeing a more kind of diverse in terms of the confederations um, knockout phase simply because these countries um, are encouraged because they know they can play in a World Cup finals. A couple of other things though. Um, we're going to have three automatic qualifying countries because obviously USA, Canada and Mexico mm. get in for nothing because they're hosting. Yeah, they would have done anyway, I suppose. Yeah, but they would, but, three I mean, others. Three nations. Um, yeah. But the other, the flip side of that is they always say, well, it's great for a country to hold the World Cup. It's going to be a bit like the Euros used to be. How many countries can host the World Cup when you've got that many games and you need that many stadiums? I can think of one, but they don't seem to be too popular. Yeah, well, I mean, you could certainly have a Great Britain bid. Couldn't you have a Great Britain and an Ireland yeah, bid? Yeah, it would be great, but you could also have an England. We could you cope have an with England it. bid easily. You know, it wouldn't be a problem, would it? Um, I don't know if you saw this. It's a football fan was left with a temporarily paralysed face from oh, watching the good. World Cup. Really? He's all right now, so you don't need to worry. Mr. Cow, 26, that's apparently his name, C-A-O, watched the games between 6pm and 6am in China and got just two hours sleep a night. Yeah. Then he set off for work on his motorbike, but it took its toll and the cold air blew in his face and he was unable to move his eyelids. Wow. <laughs> anyway, he's fine now. Yeah. Is he That's okay? what can happen if you... Yeah, he is. He's, uh, he's now having acupuncture treatment and he's fine, so you'll be relieved to know that. Right. And uh, that could have happened to me if I watched all those games. Yeah. <laughs> so basically you were worried about getting ill. That's what it was. No. Anyway, um, I'll, I'll be honest... I'm not a fan of the combined 11. We've been seeing quite a lot of combined mm. 11s uh, in the it's last couple of days. half and half scarves, Well, it, it? it is a bit. It's, <laughs> yeah. I don't ever see the point of them. I don't see the point of looking at the France team and looking at the England team and then coming up with a... Comp I mean, they're never going to play against each other, are they? I mean, it would be good well, if you could. had... they could have two mixed teams. They could play on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, and then let's just do it as a beer match, basically. That's that could be the 2030 World Cup. Each country can enter two teams. Yeah. I mean, the second marvelous. half of Brazil-South Korea, you could have said, let's mix this up a bit. And you could have had Richarlison and Sonny picking the teams. Because there was nothing going to happen in the second half, no, was it? True. Might as well have called it a day. Well, it's never going to happen. Uh, much like the combined 11. Where does it ever take you? But it, I did suddenly think... A combined 11 of footballers playing mm. football, what's the point? But I'd be quite interested to know from the listeners if they want to put together a combined 11 of, of players that you think would be good for a day out of the zoo. <laughs> Something like that, you know. If you're going to the zoo for the day, which 11 players combined between the England and France uh, would, you, would you like to take along with you, based on their, what you see as their personalities? You may look at some of them and think they've got a kind of low um, mm. sort of threshold for 
for, you know, maintaining an interest in things, you know, their, their, their attention uh, will be lost on a whole day at the zoo. I think Jack Grealish might. I think Jack will do a couple of hours at the zoo and that'll be it, really. Um, I'm not just focusing on zoos. Who'd be, who'd be the best 11 to go and have a pint with? Who'd be the best 11 if you were basically building a house from I'd scratch? I'd rather go to a zoo with Cristiano Ronaldo than have a pint with him. Okay, well, Cristiano Ronaldo's not involved. This is England and France. Oh, Don't start France. lobbing Cristiano Ronaldo into the mix. He's in enough trouble as it is. Oh, right. So, anyway, who, who's the uh, combined 11 in your pub quiz team? That's all we really need to know. So, uh, talksport.com forward slash H&J, text to 81089, no tweet that. to TS H&J. The players, okay, give us the scenario and the player, and a player from each side. I'm not going to make you do it. not going to make you do it. I mean, unless you're really bored, you've got nothing better to do. But um, you can just pick out a couple of players from each team. You can combine and tell us why you think in the scenario that you're painting today. Mm. Because we're not interested in a combined football 11. Um, anyway, talksport.com, text 1889, tweet TSH&J. In the first Ooh. hour of the day. What's wrong, Andy? Anyway? I just got great, because I've got great news. Oh, good. Great news, great news for other Premier League, uh, League fans. Mm. Uh, City owner Sheikh Mansour's family are now officially the richest family in the world. Wow. it's oh, good news, isn't it? That, that is good news. Yeah, good news all around for teams of other clubs in the Premier League. <laughs> Hawksby and Jacobs Daily World Cup Podcast from TalkSport. TalkSport. Talking about the under-21 manager stepping up, a little piece by Matt Law in The Telegraph today suggesting that if Gareth Southgate were to step down for whatever reason, you shouldn't rule out his number two, Steve Holland. Yeah, it would be an interesting idea. Done a very good job with the team. Such a difference, though, being the main man and being the number two. Sure. Big thing, big yeah. step up. I mean, there's him. other people who'd be interested. Maurizio Pochettino among them. But yeah. I think they'll probably go. Would they go for another English manager next time around? Be interesting. There aren't that many choices. Eddie Howe's Potter. You know, there aren't that. They're many. all in good club jobs, aren't they? You putting? You Don't put, know how long that? You put in Graham Potter. <laughs> well, we'll see. <laughs> up for the job, Andy? Well, already. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> You're a terrible bloke. <laughs> um, we did ask you. We said we weren't fans. Well, I said I wasn't a particular fan of the combined eleven. You're getting a lot of. England, France combined 11s or who, who, oh, I've only got four England players but you know they don't really serve any purpose do they really Not they could really. say that about anything but well, <laughs> I'm very aware of that as I say it but I thought you know if you were picking a combined 11 for your pub quiz team mm. it'd be very different criteria wouldn't it or yeah. if or um, or something like that or a stag weekend who would you want to take in that combined 11 Gab Cancello has embraced it and he said, uh, if I was taking a combined 11 to the cinema, I'd definitely have Jordan Henderson. He'd organise the popcorn order, who wanted sweet, who wanted salty, or mixed. And he'd make sure there were no shenanigans while the film was on. That's very true. And couple he'd of the younger, the Asherette if she wasn't doing her job if, if he saw a couple of mobile phone lights come on, wouldn't he? <laughs> the Asherette. When was the last anymore. time you went to the picture then? <laughs> Gone with the wind, was it? <laughs> no, I go Halfway quite, through the sound of music. I go quite regularly and there is, an no inter- there is no Asherette. Usherette. Um, yeah, I mean, fantastic. Those were the days. Or would they just be ushers now? That's the question. Oh, that's true. So, um, anyway. Why they don't need them now when they needed them then? It's odd, isn't it? Well, they don't. It was a funny job. I mean, you needed someone with a torch. You... We all, we've all got torches now on us, haven't that's we? That's very true. I mean, how many it's people... has got his head in his hands. Many... <laughs> the usher. He's discussion. Yeah, there's a World Cup on, he says. You've got a fair point. Look, it's, this is tied in the World Cup. It's about Jordan Henderson. Shut up. If uh, yeah, Torquay was could the home imagine. of Usherettes, you'd be happy for us yeah. to do an hour on it. If you could, if you could imagine, like suddenly Jack Grealish is bored with a film after five minutes, so he, Jordan Henderson sees a light on a mobile phone. He turned around and go, "Jack, 
They just turn it off when you're sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Jordan. Turn it off. You're not watching. <laughs> watch the film. I'm not telling you. What happened there, Jordan? I'm not telling you. Anyway, you can uh, who would you have in, in what scenario? Do let us know this afternoon. Talksport.com, text 81089. It's whatever happened to the uh, to They were a what great a band. punk band. I think I saw them <coughs> in Camden one night about 1977. Hawksby and Jacobs Daily World Cup podcast from Talksport. Talksport. This time, more than any other time, this time. Official England 1982 World Cup song uh, this time, uh, very much front and centre. You could you could say hogging the limelight was mm. Kevin Keegan. Oh yeah, one or two of the boys. You and watch, Glenn. watch the video back. Yeah, Glenn loved to sing, didn't he? Glenn Hoddle, of course. But uh, I mean, one or two of them are kind of mumbling through it, like they've had to go to church and they didn't want to. But oh, Kev, he's properly throwing oh, himself yeah, into it, holding the headphone. Now we you? play that to you today because Gareth Southgate was chatting earlier this week about 1982 being. Uh, a big World Cup for him and Brian Robson's a great hero of uh, his and he talked about the song and uh, he's been humming it quite a lot while he's over there and has listened to it a few times which I'm sure is music of the ears the man that co-wrote it you're, you're remembering as the lead singer of uh, Smokey it's Chris Norman hi Chris Hello, how are you doing? Yeah, yeah good. good, thank you. So this is a bit of a resurgence for a... I, I've got to be honest, Andy said earlier on, who wrote the song? And we looked it up and we recognised your name straight away and you've kindly come on to have a chat with us. But I had no idea that, you, that you'd written that song. Yeah, I mean, it's a long time ago, isn't it? Um, but uh, that, that was the thing that just came about because we'd worked... Me and Pete Spencer, the drummer from Smokey, um, were writing a lot together in those days. And um, we'd done a record with Kevin Keegan. You were just talking about Kevin Keegan, mm. um, called Head Over Heels. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, and from that, we were, we were asked, would you write something for the England World Cup record, you know, for the, for the song for that year? Mm. So that's what we did. And uh, that, that came out. I haven't heard it myself for a long time. It was It was interesting just to hear that bit then. Some seem more into it than others. Uh, I think there's uh, Steve Foster. Uh, looks like he's doing it at gunpoint. I mean, it's, <laughs> but as he said, there are some that are really throwing themselves into it and, uh, and dancing yeah. around and stuff. Did you find that on the day some were more up for it than others? Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, and not only that, some of them knew it better than others, you know, because they've been given a tape, uh, like a demo tape of it. So they all had to kind of learn the words and everything. So, um, or learn the song, really. I think they had the words in front of them. Mm. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, no, it's, it was like Kevin was really up for it because he'd, we'd, I'd not, I knew him already because we'd done this other record with him. Um, so he was a big help sort of getting them all going, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, as I say, it was just great fun to be doing that with these 22 people on stage trying to get them all seeing footballers um, in time and in tune. Um, you know, it, it was it was a daunting task, especially in front of all those people. But it was great to do. Are you a football fan? Massive, yeah, oh, absolutely. Right. So Who's your team then? For you. Who's your team, Chris? Well, I, I'm, I follow Liverpool a lot these days mm-hmm. because mainly because of my two sons who are massive Liverpool supporters. So I go along with. I, I used to be a big Spurs fan when I was a kid. Oh wow! Um, 
But um, no, it's Liverpool these days. Right. Now, mm. well, you mentioned the Kevin Keegan song, uh, which was was a hit over here, certainly a big hit in Germany and stuff. We're going to play a mm. little bit to remind people. This is Kevin Keegan, Head Over Heels. And it looks like I'm falling all over again. Over Let's see those arms. Not if you're driving, <laughs> obviously. Yeah, that was that was a big. I, mean, I always remember the video of him walking through a park, sort of sniffing the flowers and stuff. It was, uh, <laughs> it was yeah, it's it was a big. It was big in Germany because obviously Kevin was big in Germany, wasn't he? Yeah, well, he was playing for Hamburg mm. at the time. So I mean, that's how it all came about. We we were doing Smokey were doing a show in Hamburg, and uh, he came to the show, and uh, EMI were in, into getting him to to record a song at the time because he was in Hamburg. I guess they thought they would sell a few. Um, and so they asked us if we'd do it. So that's how we got involved in it in yeah. the first place. The, you're also in for infamous Smokey for another song that's got a football uh, relevance, which is Living Next Door to Alice. And we obviously at this time of day, or indeed any time of day, probably on national radio, <laughs> can't do the call and answer bit from the chorus. But again, yeah. German football fans have embraced that um, all around Europe, you know. So if people well, sing Living Next Door, you get Alice, Alice, who that is Alice, don't you? Yeah, I mean that that version was after I left the band. I, I left the band in '86, mm. and the, and two of the guys from Smokey continued, and that's when they recorded that about in the '90s sometime. I wasn't involved in that at all, but mm. uh, the song "Living Next Door to Alice" was the original version mm. was number one in Germany for something like ten weeks or something. So the song was already really well known. Um, in Germany, so I guess that's why they they pick that one up now. For they sing it all over the places. Yeah, the, the, you know, I've been in places where they've sung it at ski resorts and <laughs> yeah, all, all kinds of places. They sing that bit now, but um, yeah, no, that was that was after I left that right. that, uh, that version. You can see why Gareth's been thinking about this song there because the sentiment of this time it, it's a possible, isn't it? It's, it probably is. Yeah, since '66, this is probably our best opportunity. I know we were in the final, but this team feels, you know, obviously got to get past France. Yeah, but it does seem yeah. appropriate. Well, I, I tell you, it, it, it seems to me like they've only got to play with that positive thing that they've got. That you know, I mean, we've just watched so many games in the group stages, and um, if they play with that positive thing. I don't see why they couldn't beat anybody, really, but um, let's hope so because uh, it's about time, isn't it? Yeah, and it, yeah. it must be nice to know that Gareth's listening to the song again after all these years. The one you co-wrote—it's fantastic. It's absolutely wonderful. I, I love it because you know there's been so many football songs, and for him to like that one, uh, the best is is great. I saw uh, there was a documentary on TV of, of, a year or so ago with uh, Harry Redknapp doing this thing where he took a team around Europe and they were singing it on the bus. <laughs> and and I, was, I was just watching it and all, suddenly they all started singing this time. And I thought, wow, that's great. You know, I still remembered. This is a long time ago, you know, yeah, so yeah. you would think <clears throat> they'd be picking some of the others, you know. Um, but it's great. No, I'm, I'm very happy that he likes that one. Excellent. Well, Chris, lovely to talk to you. Um, thanks nice very much for joining you. us, taking a trip down memory lane and enjoy the game at the weekend. Yeah, yeah, you too. Thank Thanks care. very much. Chris Take Norman there. Uh, one time lead singer of Smokey and the co-writer of, fan, yeah. of this time. Yeah, what about that? It's good to know that they're... What about the, the current squad make of it? 
wonder what they make of the song. <laughs> it was just, it means they, something to Gareth, yeah, of course. That's, they make of it? <laughs> that's the important thing. Maybe they make, who knows? Um, Usherette says, uh, Trevor, what next? The Pathé News between, <laughs> between films. <laughs> they ought to bring the that last back. Time Andy, let's have, the last time Andy went to the pictures, it was called The Pictures. Yeah. Um, but the last time Andy went to the pictures, <laughs> the last time Andy went to the pictures, dot, 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 uh, if you want to fill in the gaps this afternoon, because he was Andy saying, whatever happened to the usherettes? Hawksby and Jacobs Daily World Cup Podcast from TalkSport. TalkSport. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hawksby and Jacobs Daily World Cup Podcast from TalkSport. TalkSport. Paul Hawksby, Andy Jacobs here on TalkSport. Andy mentioned uh, earlier on talking about going to the cinema and uh, mentioned the Usherettes. And uh, it's been a while since we've had Usherettes at the cinema. (laughs) We did ask you to point out um, the last time Andy went to the pictures, as we were calling it. It was called the pictures. And... uh, Where's this come from? This has come from uh, Muscle, who says the last time Andy went to the pictures, you could get popcorn, drink, hot dog sweets for a pound. <laughs> Is that about right? No? <laughs> yes. Um, oh, the last time Andy went to the cinema, you had to sit on the right-hand side to smoke a cigarette, says oh, Matt yeah. in sales. <laughs> That's true. Is this bringing it all back, Andy? I think oh, this yeah, is, oh, yes, so, yeah. last time Andy went to the pictures, the Pearl and Dean theme was played by the organist, <laughs> says uh, Andy on the Wirral. Hawksby and Jacobs Daily World Cup Podcast from TalkSport. TalkSport. I didn't realise uh, the other day, and you probably know this already because we all know the ones that got away, that uh, Kylian Mbappe spent a bit of time at Chelsea as a youngster. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. I think I um, saw him. Mm, no, I wouldn't well, say I'd absolutely He had a trial it. at Chelsea, um, 
But the club uh, wanted him to return for a second tryout, but uh, his his mum said, no, it's not happening. My boy won't be coming back. If they want him, they'll have to take him now, or in five years they'll be coming back to buy him for 50 million euros. They wouldn't buy him now, <laughs> and he wouldn't be going to Chelsea, let's be honest. <laughs> but apparently he went there, and they, um, they, they said they weren't completely convinced about his willingness to defend. Well, there you it's go. That classic, great thing, judgment. It? It's a classic. Well done, thing. whoever came up with that one. Yeah, you do. You do sometimes. I mean, look, you know, scouts know what they're doing. That's why they're scouts. But I've told you before. I saw this kid once playing against my son uh, at about he was about nine or ten, and he was like watching. I mean, going the throwback. It's like watching John McGovern. This kid was just that sort of play. He was absolutely fantastic. And I, there was a scout there from a club. Um, and I said, uh, you've come to watch the boy from that, that team, haven't you? Yeah. And he said, yeah, I've watched him a couple of times. He hasn't really got any pace. I'm thinking, look how good he is, though. Yeah. I mean, look, okay, you can, I'm not saying you Did can, he go on to be a footballer? No, I don't think he did. <laughs> well, I mean, the scout was right, then. As far <laughs> as I know. Maybe the scout was right. Maybe, I can't... I, was you expecting me to say, and that man now is Calvin Phillips? <laughs> um, no, I, maybe he did, maybe he didn't. Maybe he went on to have a career, but I looked at the kid. And I wasn't the only one, because everybody was saying, oh, yeah, we have scouts it's... every week looking at this boy. I don't know if anybody picked him up or not, but anyway... Oh, well. Today's uh, provoked the French effort from the sun was the discovery of Kylian Mbappe's cousin called Kylian Mbappe. Yes, that's right. A teenage student from Leicester mm. who's right behind the three lines, apparently. Yeah, he's more England. He says his family yeah. are all France because of Kylian, but he says he feels more British. He says, I'm the real Kylian Mbappe and I'm backing England. <laughs> I'm the real Kylian. Tomorrow they found an Anton Griezmann in Cleethorpes. It does... <laughs> It does feel a bit fantasy football, doesn't it? This week we'll be saying a big hello to Kylian Mbappe. Hello. Yeah. Okay, well done to him. Mm. Uh, the 80-year-old French football president proudly claimed to have stopped the players wearing banners. He sounds tremendous. He? No, yes. no regrets. No, no, no Legray. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. These people. Is he being proud of that? Yes. Honestly. And then, then boasting that those teams went out. Mm. England didn't go out, obviously. But... Yeah. It's quite poor, really. I That's think. true. England didn't go. Brozovic, the Croatian player, he likes a beer and a fag. Apparently, does he really? It'd be great if he's well, not during the, the game. He stayed on the pitch at half time. Just, yeah, you know, smoking a wood. Would throw pine. you, wouldn't it? Be to, during the penalty, if he wanders up during the penalty shootout, <laughs> lights one up when they're all together. A bit like people who just before they go on a train platform, so they just you think, well, that was a waste of. I mean, how much each cigarette's probably costing you about one pound fifty. Take one puff and then put it out because you don't think you could make that train journey without. <laughs> So he, he stands in the huddle of players, he's got one on the go, and then halfway halfway as he's walking, I suppose it would calm you down, wouldn't it? Not that I'm suggesting I'm at not, all that players should <laughs> smoke. I think you get a booking when you've put started one, smoking on the pitch. Put one out, stub one out with your boot, halfway towards the walk-up for the, for the penalty shootout. Yeah. Still, if, there's any, if there was money in it, FIFA would allow it. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> The, the Duke of Kent, uh, yesterday, oh, yeah. he's uh, the patron of the British Computer Society. Of course he is, yeah. And he visited the society headquarters. He just wanted to know how Hawkeye works. <laughs> I'm sure he did. Uh, what Andy's trying to say is he loves tennis. He does uh, he does It's because during tennis. Wimbledon, it doesn't, he's got a bit old now, but during Wimbledon, the old days of the court circuit, hmm. he'd be there every day, and they'd say, and the uh, Duke of Kent attended, the, yes, of course he did, because he's there every day. Yeah. Well, look, he's got the best gig in the world for me. He loves the sport and he gets to go. He's got, I, I don't imagine he buys his tickets off of a tower outside. Do you? Yeah, that's true. It would seem unlikely. Um, what else have we got? Oh, um, oh, people yeah. accommodating 
the um, football on Saturday evening. And we, I think has Eddie Hearn got a, a bill on this weekend and they've decided... It's the Josh Warrington bill, isn't it? I think in the boxing. They've decided to take a break in the Our boxing. Our assistant producer knows. Our producer has a severe lack of boxing knowledge. Yeah, there's the assistant producer <laughs> giving me the thumbs up. That is exactly what it is. But um, uh, uh, Paul Heaton uh, is doing a gig on uh, in Manchester tomorrow. Uh, from the beautiful south, of course, in the House Martins. Mm. And uh, he put out a post today saying, following some lengthy thought and discussion, we've decided that we will now be showing the England-France match on the screens at the AR Arena Manchester on Saturday evening. Mm. Then you have kindly agreed to open the doors from 5pm so you can all get in on time to see the fantastic Billy Bragg. So Billy Bragg's going to go on early doors. He'll go on at 6.15. Right. He'll do 45 minutes. Then you can all watch England-France on the screens in the arena. Once you don't like football. Then Paul Jackie and the band come on. Well, I suppose you're going to have a pint, <laughs> don't you, or something like that. Yeah, uh, or whatever, come back in afterwards. But they have pointed out that um, they said they'll be done. If you've got to get your trains, we'll be done by 10.40, 10.45. But that means they can't show the... Any extra time and pens. So what would be c- quite annoying, though. Wouldn't you, it? What you could have, um, you know, you could have things like saying this one's called Happy Hour, and as far as we know, it's still one all. Couldn't so they, they're going to get the screen updates. on in the background, and then they just start playing. So they're playing. But the you, music. Don't wanna, well, you don't want to watch a gig. You don't want. You don't want your music, <laughs> especially the music of the beautiful South, to be. <laughs> Imagine like during the penalty during the penalty shootout, you're halfway from sell this ship alone or something. It's not going to happen, is it? It's really it's probably not. Not going to happen. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be right. Did you see the Turner Prize was awarded yesterday? Oh yeah. It's literally a load of rubbish. It's oh a, okay. It's a woman who, who takes found objects such as seeds and nutshells as well as fabric and plaster, and then yeah. makes it into sort of that, sculptures. Now, you, you, you're a man, you're quite open-minded when it comes to art, so if you're poo-pooing it... No, it's, deli- I was not it's for deliberately you, is it? annoying, isn't it? They deliberately pick something that people get, you know... The deliberately annoying Turner Prize. <laughs> Very much Andy so. Jacobs, you could... I'd just have to see you on the presentation with all the arty types when they do it on, on BBC Two. That would be great, wouldn't it? Erling Haaland's name, according to The Sun today, is the hardest name to pronounce. Apparently the not. most difficult... <laughs> well, not for me. Uh, difficult to pronounce words. The headline was obviously they called him Erring Holland. No one Erring. Erring. People can certainly get Erling, can't they? I would imagine so. Yeah, yeah. It's not that difficult. Is he a Holland? Is he a Harland? I'm still not quite sure. Well, I think he's we a... kicked off with Holland, but everybody's going. Many Harland, fans yeah. and commentators call him Holland, not Harland. So I think he is a Harland. Yes. Okay. Mm. Let's play Holland or Harland. <laughs> What a great game. Anyway. Um, <laughs> That'll be on breakfast tomorrow. <laughs> we did have the idea of playing uh, Hendrix, Hendrix or Endrick, didn't we? Yeah. This was a quiz that involved questions about Jimi <laughs> Hendrix, the former England cricketer Mike Hendrick, and Endrick, the young Brazilian player just who has just for signed Real for Madrid. Real Madrid. <laughs> but it was quite limited. When you ask questions about who got 73 against Essex in a John Player <laughs> League game, it's Dutch. not going to be 16-year-old Hendrick. <laughs> and it's not going to be... Not going to be Jimmy Hendrix, uh, is it? Really? Who played? Uh, who played Montreux? Uh, who played Woodstock? Was it? That wasn't Mike Hendrix. Anyway, you get the idea with that. Hawksby and Jacobs Daily World Cup Podcast from Talksport. Talksport. Now we spoke to some uh, French fans based in London yesterday, looking ahead to the match. But what of uh, a Brit? In Paris at the moment, what is what is the moon mm. like? Well, we know because Hannah Meltzer was writing for the Times today, and she joins us now to expand on that. Hi, Hannah. 
Bonjour, hello, hi Paul and Andy. Yeah, they've been they've been giving you a little bit of stick, haven't they? You say they're not normally into the bands, but it's been flying around a bit. Yeah, I was I said in my article, there's not even a word for bands, but I think <laughs> they're leaning into it. Um, so I saw a French friend yesterday, and first thing he said was, uh, "Je parle pas aux, Fran- aux Anglais avant le match," which means I'm not speaking to any English people before the match. <laughs> and then, he said, but that's only for you because I feel sorry for you. Um, yeah, so he said uh, that he, we've done well to get this far, and we should we should be happy with that. So yeah, definitely, I'm um, upping upping the ante on yeah. there. Well, one of them, that's why he said you have a good team. Someone said, adding, you can go home proud. <laughs> so it's clever, but yeah, <laughs> it's good. That's the that's the level that they're operating at at the moment. So. Yeah. Um, I think it's quite. I think in general, the sort of love hate between England and France, they they've always have a little bit of that that sense of. Uh, superiority uh, especially with the food and the weather so I think they they're putting the football in with mm. that but hey maybe we'll prove them wrong yeah where are you going to be watching the match so I'm actually going to watch so in a in an English pub because I think that's safest mm. like I want to be able to feel like I can jump up and celebrate um when we score mm. uh, yeah um I'm I'm not going to go for one of the bars because here the French people would more watch in a bar rather than a pub but I will find a little enclave on the left bank. There's a pub called the Long Hop I like to go to. And will um, you get an English commentary there? Because obviously we'll have a nice biased English commentary from this end <laughs> with Sam and the gang, So, which is what we want. And uh, I take it the French commentary will be similarly biased. So do you know what you're going to get if you go to that pub? Yeah, yeah. If you go to that pub, you'll get the English commentary. That's one of the reasons we go, because, you know, it doesn't doesn't quite feel the same. Um if you don't have the English commentary. So, yeah, we will. No, it's true. You, in your piece, a very amusing piece, uh, you talked about some of the advertising campaigns that have illustrated their attitude to, uh, I particularly like the one, McVitie's Digestives. Can you tell us about yeah. that. Yeah, so when I first moved to France, obviously, you know, wanting to settle in and feel at home, and there was um, there happened to be an advertising campaign for digestive biscuits, which here are called Sable Anglais, huge posters in the metro and underground and they said they said um mcvitties it's english but it's good (laughs) (laughs) it's almost like they're hinting at the fact that they think their food is better than ours i don't know where they get that idea from (laughs) and And talking of eating uh, the the picture of kilian mbappe with a quite a strange caption really oh yes the pret-a-manger one you were telling us about oh yes yeah 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 um, that Killian's ready to eat the lions, I believe. It prêt à manger les lions. Um, yeah, Let's hope and- not. <laughs> 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 so, like we forget, they don't have a, a monarchy here. So you know, footballers are like that bit closer to royalty. And there was um, there was a headline saying Mbappe, God save the king. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> battle lines are drawn for sure. It's interesting though. You were talking about one one of your friends saying to you that, that we've got a good team, better squad than them, but we'll let ourselves down with our fear of succeeding. It's interesting that they perceive us like that. Yes, yeah. Um, I will say they said better squad bar Mbappe because I, yeah, I have to. That is that. fairly true. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think. I mean, I don't know what you think about that, but I I kind of see what they mean. I think there's, in both France and the UK and in England, there's such pressure on football. It's such a big deal. But I think that's even more the case in England. And just the pressure on, on the young guys' shoulders every time for us is so huge. 
that okay fear of succeeding might be a poetic way of putting it but I think that the stakes are so high for us that I think we all have that fear mm. of we're just going to kind of be less than the sum of our parts on the night because of the pressure um but let's hope we prove them wrong Hawksby and Jacobs daily world cup podcast from talk sport talk sport Yes, it's been away a couple of weeks, but it returns now. It is the birthday spread. It's a pretty simple format, really. Oh, no, I've changed it. Have you changed the format? It's a 48-name spread now. (laughs) Of course it is. Played in three different (laughs) venues in different time zones. Anyway, uh, it's pretty straightforward. As it stands, anyway, before uh, Gianni Infantino gets hold of it, it's 10 (laughs) birthdays that Andy has uh, curated and collated. He's got a gag top gag attached to each one of them and it's the job of myself and Charlie Baker to guess the ages uh, of these people. Uh, As we try and do that, of course a margin of error will build, we won't get them exactly right. If we do Charlie's cheating basically but I know he's better than that. Uh, And we'll need someone to keep score which is where Jeff Peters comes in but let's say hello first to uh, the bedridden um, Charlie Baker Hello Charlie. I'm not in bed I'm in my front room um, Mm. and actually Charlie's cheating sounds like a a better format it does yeah Charlie's (laughs) cheating is Charlie cheating no you wouldn't do that Charlie you know there's no point what's the point point. there is no point to quote Andy what's the point you're a man of honour I know you I think that's very true Um, but you've got you've got the Covid haven't you but you're not too bad with it I've got the Covid I'm on the I'm on the ends of it I'm on the absolute ends of it you you do sound a bit a bit croaky so you always say I sound croaky I've just got a very very husky voice I'm available yeah oh good I'm glad you're not feeling too bad that's good no I'm okay I'm okay Good. And, uh, yeah, beautifully turned out for the game today in the full referee's outfit. It is uh, Jeff Peters' <laughs> official score. Are you, Jeff? Back in the nerve centre. Good afternoon to beautiful, you, Beautiful, Beautiful. So, um, where are we in terms of scoring in the series so far? Uh, it's Paul 36, Charlie 15. The last proper spread was on the 9th of November. Charlie led with two to play, but poorly won as <laughs> Charlie went regals on the last one. Oh, no. Oh. Oh, well, look, Charlie, how are you feeling? I mean, we know you're high behind the illness if you lose, but I mean, you, do you want to... <laughs> I, was, I was wondering if, if, the, if the three-way we had to, to get, find a better phrase. Okay. No, we had last time with Max. Max. <laughs> <laughs> with just Max, wondering the, if that counts. The game we had with Max. No, it was just no, an exhibition. It just was just, an exhibition. Uh, just an exhibition. Oh, right. Oh, oh, that's a shame. I think that should count, to be honest. Yeah. Did well, you win it, by any chance? <laughs> I did win it. Yes, yeah, I, won yeah, both. Yeah, yeah. I won both games. Oh, okay. I will give you, give you that. Good counters, too. No, Good counters, too. I'm not the official 17. Jeff I'm on 17. Jeff Peters, what do you make of that? You, yes, you having that or not? What did he say? It was 17. He seems to, he seems to be adding two, uh, two to his total, but... Uh, uh, no, I'm just looking back through the pages, and it says that... Yeah. yeah, he's got a fifteen. Yeah. Okay, all right. Well, no, he's, okay. he's okay. anyway. We move on. Um, <laughs> get on with it. <laughs> we wish him. Uh, we wish him all the best. Get well soon. But uh, his music will always be the music, of course, of the birthday spread. It's Pele. Okay, and the first birthday today is the uh, figure skater Katerina Witt. Katerina Witt. Katerina Witt. I met her once, actually. It was really odd. She had a funny way of tripping herself up while walking and at the same time shouting, Mr. Grimsdale! Yes, it was good to see Witt and Wisdom. Witt and Wisdom. Okay, nice. Thank you very much for that. Now, I'm a bit... This is interesting because... I was going to say Witt, but Mm. I think last year I said that and you said, no, it's Witt. Okay. It's, um... It's a well-known name, but I'm thinking she's been out of it for a while, hasn't she? Um, Katerina Vitt, 38. 
Yeah, that's where I was. Because you think when it was, and you think, but they, the ice skaters can be about 18, can't they? So hmm. I think you're about right, Paul. I'm going to say 40. You know what? And this shocked me. She's 57. No. Yes. Wow. I, th- I thought I'd gone a bit young as I said it, but oh, wow. A bit young. A bit. <laughs> so what? Um, what's happened there, Jeff? That's a poor start for the both of us, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, you're yeah. both a bit out on that one. Uh, Paul, 19. <laughs> Charlie, 17. Okay. 19, 17. Okay. Um, yeah. Right. So we alternate. So, Charlie, you'll lead us off for the next birthday. And which lovely. is Andy? Charlie, it's uh, the singer-songwriter Gilbert O'Sullivan. Oh, yeah. Gilbert oh, O'Sullivan. And his new single is a tribute to the French football journalist and anglophile Philippe Auclair, The Moment I Met You, I Swear. <laughs> yes. <laughs> very nice. Thank you very Thank much, you. Andy. Yes. Um, here I am, trying to work it out alone again, naturally. Yep. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I'm going to say he... Oh gosh, I'm going to say he is. I'm going to say uh, 79. Yeah, you know he's got to be in that envelope. Maybe he's a bit older. He's oh yeah. Oh, 80. I'm going to go 80. I think you're right, Charlie. You're more or less spot on. Yeah, he's 76 actually. He's oh. A bit younger than you. Sorry, Gilbert. Okay. He's got young hair, hasn't he? Yeah, got plenty of hair. <laughs> if you're listening, Gilbert. Yeah, if, if you're listening, might be. Alone um, again. Oh, no. Matrimony. <laughs> he doesn't sound like he sounds just he like sounds he did before. It sounds still. sounds brilliant. Yeah. Paul four out onto twenty three. Mm. Charlie three out onto twenty. Okay. Twenty three twenty. Next birthday. <laughs> the actress. Shush. The actress. <laughs> she played. Uh, she was in Alice doesn't live here anymore. Oh, she yeah. got an Oscar for that. Yeah. It's oh, Ellen yeah. Burstyn. Ellen Burstyn. Oh. And she's been working at the Kookaburra <laughs> factory actually to improve the stitching of the cricket balls. You should see Ellen bursting at the seams. Yeah. <laughs> That's very good. She's also a big fan of going on celebratory marches for LGBTQ plus issues, bursting oh. with pride. Oh, okay. Yeah, wow, okay. This is some tea. Topping on that one, really. It wasn't a top. One of Jeff's famous toppers doesn't top some Andy, I've never topped any of your gags. You like my rubbish gags because it just makes yours stand out even more. Yes. <laughs> Ellen Burstyn, then. Um, Ellen Burstyn. Uh, I think she's probably in the Gilbert O'Sullivan envelope. Mm. 79. Yeah. That's what I said last time, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. 82. 90. No. You're getting on a bit now. We're, 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 yeah, we're being very kind. We're miles off today. But we're, we're out, we're out we're of touch. We're, we're out, out of touch. You can tell we're out of Nick, aren't we? We needed a pre-season yeah. before we That's did true. <laughs> so what's that done to the scores, Jeff? Paul, 11 out onto 34. Charlie, 8 out onto 28. So six in it. Wow, yeah. TalkSport listeners always do like to tell us how they're getting on. So if you are stuffing us out of sight today, feel free to let us know at the halfway stage. We we break at halftime for a, a, an orange and a cup of tea. Uh, Charlie, you live lead us off for the next one. What's the birthday, Andy? It's the uh, Labour MP from 1992 to 2010. He was Defence Secretary from mm. 1999 to 2005, Jeff Hoon. Jeff Hoon. Oh, Jeff Hoon. And uh, he was staying with us, actually, but stupidly left the back door open and two of our Labradors escaped. Hoon let the dogs out. Oh, <laughs> wow. wow. Oh, God, that's better than mine. Oh, God. No, well, not, yeah. well, don't do yours if it's better. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. I remember the last memo. That's yeah, right. Because yeah. yeah. I went for a walk in yeah. London with, oh, Lloyd, you, with, uh, <laughs> with, with Lloyd Grossman. He, he stopped. Oh, yeah. he, he pointed at a smarter <laughs> yeah. boat. He went, oh, okay. I think okay. that's Jeff's place.
place. I said, how do you know that? He said, who lives in a house like this? I quite like that. Mr Zeitgeist. Not been on the telly for about 20 years. Save that one. Save that one, Andy. I'm making note. You'll have that next year. me, is it? Because he does a passable Lloyd Grossman. Anyway, Charlie, yes. Jeff Hoon. 72. 74. 69. Oh, sorry, Jeff, if you're listening. Uh, what's that done? Paul, score? five out on that one. So you're on to 39 yeah. after four. Charlie is three out and he moves on to 31, leads by eight. Right, not okay. high quality, but an interesting yeah. game. Okay, final game. birthday of the first half. Yeah. He's, uh, she was the first female football association board member, Dame Heather Rabatz. Dame oh, yeah. Heather oh. Rabatz. And I'm working for Tesco at the moment in a battle with another major supermarket. See who can employ most members of her family. And we're winning. We've got more rabbits than Saints. Hey, <laughs> hey, yeah, that's brilliant. That's good. That is good. That was fantastic. It's recycle day tomorrow, isn't it? I'm just checking. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it's always good. That's a very green gag, that. Um, Rampant. Waste not, want not. Um, uh, is it me, Charlie? It's you. Yeah, it is me, yeah. It's you, uh, Paul. Heather Rabats, 64. Hmm. I think she's younger. 62. 67. Oh, time. So we head into half time. We, we disappeared down the tunnel, Jeff, with the scores at what? Yeah, we disappeared down the rabbit. I'm just going to say down, <laughs> the, down, the, down, the, down the rabbit down the hole. Same joke as Jeff. This is yeah. awful. I've not been <laughs> for a while. <laughs> yeah. See, at least Jeff's not a professional comedian, Charlie. You've got no excuse. <laughs> right. uh, Paul, three out onto 42. Charlie, five out onto 36. There's six in it at the halfway stage. Charlie leads. Hawksby and Jacobs Daily World Cup Podcast from TalkSport. TalkSport. It's the birthday spread. It returned this afternoon and the scores are delicately poised. As we said, not a high quality game so far. I find myself on 42. I've been 42 years out guessing the five birthdays to date. Charlie Baker on 36, leading by six. And we get underway then with the second half. And we get underway with the Prime Minister of Japan from uh, only recently, 2020 to 2021, uh, Yoshihide Sugar. Yoshihide Sugar. I used to work for him, actually, until one day I got... <laughs> yeah, very unexpected P45. You'll never guess what Sugar said to me. No, I've got, I've got, I've got absolutely no idea. How are you spelling Sugar? S-U-G-A. Okay, fair enough. Is it Sugar or is it... Sugar? Lord Alan Sugar. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Close, Charlie, close, uh, but it, no. Oh, of course. Sugar. The, okay, okay. The, the producer... <laughs> so not the producer. What am I talking about? The, was he the... What was he the... He was the producer of no. Japanese sports radio. No, he was the Prime Minister of Japan. Prime Minister of Japan. And what years? Uh, yeah. 2021. Okay, right. Mm, okay. Uh, what do you think, Charlie? Was only a year... Oh, it's a tough one, isn't it, that? Yeah, 60. Yeah. 60. Look, I might go a bit younger. 53. Uh, oh, no, 74. Oh, Charlie, Ooh, I'm on Ray Regal's. Sugar, da, 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 da. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> honey, honey. You're a honey. fan. <laughs> so what's that done to the scores, Jeff? Uh, Paul, 21 out on wow. that one. Moves on to 63 after six. Oh, uh, Charlie, 14 out on to 50. 13 in it, four to go. Okay. Okay. Our next uh, birthday, he won the Nobel Prize in 1989 for co-discovering the catalytic properties of RNA. I don't know what that is. But he's a scientist. Okay. And he won the Nobel. I'm assuming he's got a funny name. Uh, Professor Thomas <laughs> Check. 
Professor okay. Thomas Chair. He has a family of the cutest, cuddliest animals you could possibly imagine. Whenever I'm there, I can't resist the opportunity to pet a check. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> nice. That was very good. What you avoided he... checks bouncing and he everything. Did, yeah, he did. You don't play chess with him, do you? Oh, no. <laughs> you play chess with him. Checkmate. Checkmate. Oh, yeah, 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 no, I got yeah, it. I just yeah, didn't, didn't, yeah, didn't yeah, want yeah, to dignify. They're, they're, they're just comments. <laughs> dignify. They just, they just, they just, they just comment. Comments. Um, uh, comment. What, None the, taken. What's the? <laughs> <laughs> what? What were his years, Andy? Uh, Thomas Check. 1989 was his big. That was big his big day. year. Big That's year. the one he looks back on. Wasn't he a Polish goalkeeper? Yeah. Oh. So, um, that was Tomacek, the clown, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, that was, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Word. I'll confuse it. Um, uh, we seem to have lost Jeff's I, life. Yeah, we seem to. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah. For good. <laughs> I'm not where, sending them 24 hours where's before the mute like button? I did last Eight, night. Uh, 82, 82, Andy. What do you think, Charlie? 82. The boy check. 82. I'm just going to hang in, I'm afraid, and I'm going to say 83. <laughs> 75. Ooh. Oh, okay. Went the wrong way, but you know. What's that done to the scores, Jeff? It is. Paul, 70. Charlie, 58. Thanks to Freddie Jones for tweeting. Jeff thinks he's a professional comedian. Very much mistaken. Ooh, that's a bit of a I really don't. So nasty. He, he doesn't think he's a professional comedian. He's, doing, he he's just doing his comic about. asides, isn't he? He's, he's a layman doing comic asides. Yes. That's it. Okay. All right, then. So um, it's it's a little sideways look. That's worse than an Andy memo, that is. Blimey. I know. I thought it was very... Even I wouldn't be that harsh. Well, I'm not... That wasn't harsh. No, no. Oh, the bloke. Oh, fair. Yeah, no need for that, Freddie. Um, Okay. Next up, Andy. Uh, have we got the scores? Yes, we've been... Yeah, 58-70. Yeah. OK, in front the next one, I think he's appeared before. It's the <laughs> Labour MP and Chairman of the Broadcast Standards Commission. I hope he's not listening. Lord Alf Dubs. Lord Alf Dubs. Oh, Alf yeah. Dubs. Oh, yeah. 2001 was when he was in broadcasting. Lord Alf Dubs. Every Christmas, he sends me a large box of his homemade licorice all sorts, which goes down well with the whole family. We all love the Dubs mix. Oh, oh nice. lovely. Yeah. Yes, when he said nice. Christmas, I thought we were going to say five turtles. Um, just five. No, four turtle dubs. Oh, yes. yes. Oh. Right. Yeah. Okay, I'm out of here. Bye bye. Yeah. Okay. See ya. Bye. See ya. Tumbleweed bits. Um, Freddie's got to me. Yeah, he has. He's got under his skin. What do you think, <laughs> yes. Charlie? Yes. Couldn't take the heckle, could he? You know. No. Um, Alf dubs, Charlie. Yeah. 90. Um, 82. <sighs> Charlie's on form today. He's 90. Ooh. Oh! Hello. Wow. 78 plays, 58, two to go. Oh, you'll do well to come back from here. Well, I especially know what he's going to do on the next one, whatever I say. 78, <laughs> 58. He's going to S-house his way through it. Hey, well, Charlie Croatia Baker. <laughs> I might know who it is. I might know who it is. You might know who it is. You might know who it is. <laughs> it's the art critic and writer. Got a parrot in there with you. What <laughs> <laughs> a cracker. It's a cracker. He wrote the lines. Sorry, I, I, I was just confused. So I've just been tweeting under my pseudonym, Freddie Jones. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Cheers, Freddie. Okay, here we go. He's the art critic and writer. He wrote The Lives of Lucian Freud in 2019. William Fever. William oh, yeah. Fever. Oh, yeah. uh, many years ago, we were invited to a party at the house of the late great singer Peggy Lee. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God, who was delighted to see the unexpected guest. She said to me, you give me fever. Of course yes. she did. It would be great if you're William Fever. <laughs> uh, the, in the couple of minutes before you actually walk into the room, all you can hear is dum, 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 
Dum, dum, dum, what happens when it's Saturday dum, night? Dum. Yeah, that's uh, that is, <laughs> oh yeah, that again, is, yeah. just 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 statements. Um, <laughs> Another thing, I, I'd I'd say he's uh, sixty-two. Sixty-two. What do you think, Charlie? Go on, say sixty-one or. What was his job again? What, say his job again. Oh, he wrote a book. Oh, okay. critic and writer. Right, yeah. Well, did you say 62, Paul? <laughs> yeah, I said 62. I, I think... <laughs> what do you think he is, Charlie? <laughs> what do you think, Charlie? Think 63. 63, yeah, okay. You, what a surprise. Well, you're both utterly wrong because okay. he's 80. Oh, this is very oh, I was poor closer, quality though. stuff. I, yeah, I was a, closer. I should definitely have had a warm-up game against Motherwell behind closed doors before <laughs> this. What? Um, so what's the scores, Jeff? She had a warm-up against Max. Yeah. Uh, Paul, 18 out onto 96. Charlie, 17 out onto 75. So, 21 in it oh. with one to go. Charlie to go first. He cannot lose from here, surely. I have surely. lost from here. I've lost from here before. I've lost from Let's, here. Before. Here we go. Here, here we, we go. Quick. It's the poet, Craig Rain. Craig Rain. Oh, yeah. He used to work in our local pub, but the landlord had to fire him after complaints about the noise he made when serving a pint. Listen to the pouring rain. Listen to him pour. Thank you. <laughs> Charlie, you got to go first. First for Craig Rain. Yeah, Craig Rain. Craig Rain. Never heard of him, you know. This is the trouble, isn't it? What do you think, Charlie? I'm gonna say yeah. 62. 62. Okay, well that's leaving me uh 40. What is it? I can go I can go 40 or I can, I'm gonna go low. I'm gonna go 40. <sighs> Well, no, Craig Rain, I'm afraid it's a win for Charlie. He's 78. Oh, Get in! I was wrong way, Regals, today. So the, fin- the final scores, Jeff, just very quickly. Uh, we don't often see a score like this. Uh, Charlie, 91. Paul, 134. Wow. Hawksby and Jacobs Daily World Cup Podcast from TalkSport. TalkSport. Well, there we are. That was uh, this afternoon's show. And we're podcast only again tomorrow because, of course, there is a three o'clock kickoff. Yes. So um, do join us if you can. The podcast, back home podcast, will be available to download wherever you get your podcasts. Well, this one included at around sort of 10 30, 11 o'clock tomorrow night. And we'll have the Clips of the Week podcast for you as well. If you haven't subscribed, that will be podcast only. So uh, go and download that. We're back on Monday in uh, on air here and that's it then we're back yeah. in the studio with you for the foreseeable but uh, do join us tomorrow for the podcast if you can hey it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to Quince I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters sleek leather jackets fine jewelry and so much more with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.